0: Case
1: from the hello folks and welcome to the comedy corner here on coast access radio 104.7 FM my name is Graham Stevens and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face
0: why do only four and all work live
1: Hello there and welcome back First this week, an episode of The Clitheroe Kid Entitled, The Girl Who Got The Message And that's followed by the latest in the series of Goodnight Sweetheart We've reached Series 3, Episode 1 Entitled, It Ain't Necessarily So We
2: present Jimmy Clitheroe as The Clitheroe Kid With Peter Sinclair's grandfather... Patricia Burke's mother Leonard Williams as Theodore Craythorpe Danny Ross as Alfie Hall and Diana as Susan in
3: The Girl Who Got the Message
4: <laughs> Jimmy will you stand still for a wee minute while I'm talking to you
3: well Mr Whittle's waiting for me next door I should have been there ten minutes ago
4: never mind Whacker Whittle Now, I've got to go out, Jimmy. But I've had strict instructions from your mother.
3: Well, do as she says. When you're at the Rose and Crown, as soon as you feel like singing Annie Laurie, come home.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Jimmy, you never mind about the jokes. The instructions were about you.
3: I'm not going to the Rose and Crown. I'm going to see Mr. Whittle.
4: Oh, but you're not. You've got to stay here till Alfie Hall arrives and give them a message. Then you can go next door and listen to Liverpool's Billy Liar all night.
3: Oh, Mr. Whittle's dad was going to let me have a look at his ships that he made... ...when he was a lighthouse keeper. He's dead clever, Granddad. They're all in bottles.
4: Oh, that's not clever. Anyone who's been to sea knows how to do that.
3: I bet you couldn't.
4: Of course I could. You see, all you do is to empty the bottle, hold the ship down... Push it in and pull a little string to raise the seals.
3: By the time you empty the bottle, you won't be able to find the ship.
5: <laughs>
4: no, no, that'll be enough for that.
3: Hello, there is young German. Yes, come in, Mr. Whittle. Oh,
2: it's you, Whittle. Hello there, Pete. Well, it's a broad, bricked, moon-licked, nicked, da
5: <laughs>
2: As you whiskey swillers say. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Whittle, just before you hey, start... Hey, what's up, that. Jim? I thought he was coming over to see the owl fella's bones. <laughs> he doesn't like to be kept waiting. You see, he's getting on, you know. And he gets a bit cantankerous.
3: He wants to try rubbing it with embrocational.
5: <laughs> <laughs> now...
4: If you two Oxford Donalds keep quiet a minute, I've got a message for Jimmy. Now, listen. When Alfie Hall gets here, tell him your mother had a phone call from Susan to say she's working over. And he is to ring her the minute he arrives here to find out what time she'll be home. Your mother was dashing out, so she passed it on to me, and I'm passing it to you.
3: Then I pass it to Alfie, and he heads it in.
0: (laughs) Well,
4: anyway, now... Now, don't forget to tell Alfie... Well, I'll be getting away now. And don't you go next door till Alfie Hall arrives, remember? Well, goodbye.
3: Bye, Grandad.
2: Cheerio, Jock. I might see you later. Well, Jim, it's a bit of a nuisance having to wait for Alfie.
3: Oh, he's a dope the way he chases after all, Susan. He's like a little soft puppy. <laughs> it's a wonder he doesn't run and fetch your slippers in his mouth.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, don't be hard on him, Jim.
3: That'll be Susan's pet spaniel now. I'll let him in. What's well, what you say,
2: Jim? Or he might fight.
3: You ain't no by hound You ain't Hello, Jim. Hello, Alfie. Oh, oh. Come in. Yeah, thank you. Right, your paws on the mat.
6: Yeah, that. Right. Yeah, Susan, then.
3: I've got some bad news for you, Romeo. Juliet is doing a bit of overtime. <laughs> so you'll have to sit on your own balcony. Yeah, you are.
5: Hello, there, Alfie. <laughs>
6: Oh, switch. Oh, all right, thanks. J- Jimmy, what, what did he say about Julie? Uh, S- Susan, I mean.
3: She's working overtime and she wants you to phone her up. But if I was you, I'd run for it now while you've got the chance before Dracula's daughter can get her hands on you again.
6: Now, now Jimmy, don't you be calling Susan names to me in front of me back behind her face. I mean, be, behind my face in front of her face at the back of, in front of my big... Did, did you think it's going to rain?
3: No, but I should keep your cap on. Why... It'll give you something to do with your head. <laughs> what do you want to know about the rain
6: for? because well, if it's going to rain, I'll go down to Susan's office with her umbrella, then she won't get wet. She's been all
3: wet for years. <laughs> oh, you're a big mug, you are. Fancy going all that way to keep the rain off a blooming girl.
6: Ah, you'll think differently when you're grown up. Oh,
3: man,
2: look after the girls. Now, Alfie, that's not true everywhere. Now, out east, they have a different way of going on. There, the ladies are just Chatterley's. In places like Mesopotamia, the kings there is called sultans and their wives is sultanas.
3: What are the kids, raisins?
6: <laughs> yeah, but, but they're not like our girls. What? They're not like our
2: girls. What? Them sultans always pick the best-looking Judies around. And the Judies do themselves up lovely with lipstick, powder, and all them cosmeticals. <laughs> course, the eyes are the things the men go for most. So these birds spend hours doing up their eyelashes with that cascara. But
5: those
6: foreigners, they have more than one wife,
2: don't they? Oh, aye. They're what you call polymigus.
3: <laughs> Poly what?
2: Ah, uh, no, that's a word you wouldn't understand, Jim. It means they have two wives. This words for all numbers if you know them. I mean, if a bloke has one wife, that's monotony. <laughs> And if he has two, that's polyagony.
5: <laughs> and
2: of course, if you've got a dozen, that's trigonometry.
6: You know what? Tr- trigonometry is like arithmetic. Y- you know, multiplying and that.
2: Well, that's there's bound to be a bit of multiplying when the sultan's got a dozen wives. <laughs>
7: Jimmy, will you stop moaning? I just happened to be passing your school at four o'clock, so I waited for you. What's wrong with that?
3: Everything. Ozzie and Charlie Thompson saw you. Tomorrow they'll have all the class calling me Mummy's boy, and I'll have to fight somebody.
7: You'll do no such thing. Anyway, even if the others call you Ozzie, won't he's your pal?
3: I hope he does. Ozzie's the only one I'm sure I can beat. <laughs> Trust
7: right, Me, your class is full of little hooligans.
3: Oh, heck, hurry up, ma'am, come on. What's the sudden rush for? Blooming Shirley Peters is just crossing the road.
7: I'm not dashing away from Shirley. She's a very sweet child.
3: But she's a girl. If Charlie Thompson sees me talking to a girl as well as you, oh, I've really had it then.
7: Don't be so stupid.
3: Ma'am, anyone in the Black Blackhound gang seen out with a girl has to crawl on his hands and knees in front of all the others. (laughs)
7: That's a silly thing to do. It's
3: painful as well. The rest of the gang follow you wearing football boots. <laughs> hello, Mrs. Ketherer. Oh, hello, Shirley. Hello, Jimmy. Hello. I-, I was wanting to see you, Jimmy. Well, now you know what to look like, you'd better go home.
5: Jimmy,
7: don't you be so rude.
3: Oh, he was only joking, weren't you? Yes, ha, blooming ha. <laughs> Daddy's got two free tickets for the circus. And I wondered if Jimmy would like to come with me.
7: Oh, that is kind of you, Shirley. You've been wanting to see the circus, haven't you, Jim?
3: Oh, yes. Uh, uh, no. Anyway, I can't go tonight. I've got too much homework. Oh, Oh, they're not for tonight. Oh, well, tomorrow night's the same. I was going to ask Ozzy to go on Saturday afternoon, so... tickets for Saturday afternoon. I... I... Well, I can't leave Ozzy, my best pal. Well, I'll ask Daddy to get another ticket. Oh, no. I I mean, I'll have to stay with Ozzy on Saturday. He's going to be ill. I mean, I mean... uh, His mother's ill. So he's got to cook the food and all that. Well, Well, why does he want you there? To help him with his mother... You see, he's a rotten kook, and I might have to hold her down while he feeds her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> well, come on. Jimmy,
7: don't you tell lies. I'm sorry, Shirley. You see, he's afraid of this stupid gang he belongs to. He doesn't want them to see him with a girl.
3: That's right, Shirley. It's not your fault. I mean, you can't help being a soppy girl. <laughs> Jimmy,
7: now you apologise. Say you're sorry. Go on.
3: Oh, it's all right, Mrs. Kithero. I don't want Jimmy to do anything he doesn't want to do. Oh, but I am sorry, Shirley. Are you really, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm very sorry for you. If I was a soppy girl, I'd be sorry for myself. (laughs) Jimmy, I told
7: you to apologize. Shirley is not a soppy girl.
3: Well, with those pigtails and that dress, if she's not a girl, our biology master's been talking a lot of rubbish. (laughs) He'll not stop me going to the circus. Anyway, it'll be easier to get in on Friday afternoon. Come on, Ozzie. Hello, is that Higginbottom's? Oh, hello, Mr. Higginbottom. Can I speak to your Ozzie, please? He's digging up some worms in the garden. Hasn't he had his tea yet? <laughs> oh! <laughs> No, Mr. Higginbottom, I'm not trying to be clever. It's just that the lads always call Aussie bird brain. I mean, a brainy bird. Clever, you know. Yes, I'll hold on. Hello? Is that you, sparrow legs? <laughs> hey, your dad's in a bad mood. What's wrong with him? Has he been eating your mother's cooking again? All right, I'm only joking. Listen, we're going to the circus. You and me, tomorrow afternoon. And no it's Friday. We're going to play truant. There's no lessons tomorrow afternoon. We're rehearsing for prize day. Yes, we'll be stuck in the hall all afternoon yodelling, nymphs and shepherds. (laughs) Nymphs and shepherds. You know, nymphs and shepherds, come come away, come away, come away. That's when the two black sheep will leave the fold <laughs> and nip off to the circus. Yes, you and me.
5: <laughs>
3: hey, wasn't that a smashing circus, Aussie?
5: Haven't you finished eating yet?
3: You've been stuffing all afternoon. Your mother's expecting you to come home from school hungry. She'll have your tea waiting for you in the trough. Hello there, James. Oswald. Hello, Mr. Craythorpe. You're home from work early?
8: Yes, I dodged away a little early. (laughs) I'm playing truant.
3: Sorry. That's right. Oh, you clots, get on with your dinner, and I'll give you a mouthful of knuckles for actors. Oh, I I'll tell,
5: you. I'll tell you on
3: you. I'll tell you, Dad, of me. You scared a fog on Fred. Good riddance. Jane, that was most unkind. Well, he's a big blubber mouth.
8: You shouldn't have struck him. Anyway, is it true that you played truant?
3: All right. Yes. But don't let on, will you, Mr. Claythorpe?
8: Certainly not. I can keep a secret.
3: Well, to make sure, speak your promise.
8: I beg your pardon.
3: Cross your heart, put your finger across your throat, say honour bright and spit. i do no such thing. You're going to tell on us, tell tell Tit. I am not. Well, speak your promise then. No, really. Oh, go on.
8: Oh, very well. This is most ridiculous still. Cross my heart, my throat, honour bright.
3: Hey! What's where you're aiming? Well, you asked for it. Now, after all that,
8: did you enjoy the circus?
3: Oh, it was great. Clowns, acrobats, lions, monkeys, and the best thing of the lot was a mule nobody could ride. He asked for volunteers. But everybody was scared except Ozzy.
8: Oh, did Oswald volunteer?
3: Well, not exactly. I volunteered for him. <laughs> I told him he'd dropped a chocolate. And when he stood up to find it, I gave him a push. <laughs> the mule did the rest.
5: <laughs>
3: oh, James, you're a little terror.
8: You know, I thought there was something strange when little Shirley Peters told me she had a letter for your mother from your headmaster, Mr. Treadwell.
3: What? Oh, no. I bet she gave us away. That letter will be telling me, ma'am, played played and She'll murder me. Oh, mm, and that's nothing to what he'll do to me, old Toby-Jug Treadwell. <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, James, you are in trouble.
3: Wait a minute. There's one hope. Ma'am won't be home till about eight o'clock. So if I can get the letter off Shirley and tear it up, I'll be all right.
8: But uh, Toby Jug, uh, Mr. Treadwell will still deal with you severely on Monday.
3: Not if I take a letter on Monday from me granddad saying I was ill.
8: But your grandfather wouldn't write that.
3: No, I've got to find a mug. But who? What do you like at forging in Scotch? <laughs> <laughs> Surely, drink up. Have another lemonade. Oh, no, thank you, Jimmy. I couldn't. I was surprised when you rang up and asked me to meet you at the milk bar. Well, I wanted to make up for being you yesterday. Oh, that's forgotten now, Jimmy. Will you have some more ice cream? No, thanks. But you have one. Well, I don't know. Oh, go on. What we've had up to now has only cost me two shillings, so I've still got got one and six left. Right, all then. But next time we live it up, the treat's on me. Oh, thanks. Now, come on, have another ice cream. Mister, two more strawberry ices, please. Oh, all right. You are kind to me. Oh, that's all right. You'd better give me that other one and six. <laughs> thanks. I was just wondering whether you'd do me a favor. Of course I would. Well... Would you give me that letter you've got for me, Mum, and never mention a word to anybody? Well, I would, Jimmy. Oh, good. But I haven't got it. Well, don't sit there stuffing your face. Go and get... I mean, uh, would you mind getting it for me, please? Well, (laughs) Well, I can't. I called at your house and gave it to Susan. Uh, She put it in her handbag. What? You mean I've been sat here risking my reputation for nothing? Mr... Cancel one of them strawberry ices. Miss Clueless of 1961 is leaving.
5: <laughs>
3: Granddad, what time did Mother say she'd be back?
4: Oh, about eight o'clock, Susan.
3: Oh, well, I'd better wash up the tea things for her. No, Susan, leave it to me. You sit down and relax. I'll do the washing up in your handbag. Er, uh, in the kitchen. <laughs> What's the catch? Oh, well, there is no catch.
4: You're getting very considerate about Susan all of a sudden.
3: Oh, well, she's got the letter. Uh, she's got the message. She's very clever. You can't fool her, you know. No, you can't. What are you up to? Nothing, Susan. I was just thinking, when you live with your sister and see her every day, you forget how beautiful she is. <laughs> and looking at you reminds me, we've got no soap powder. LAUGHTER what are you blathering about? The washing up, Grandad. I'll nip out for the soap powder before the shop shuts. I'll just borrow the money out of Susan's handbag. You and leave it... that handbag alone. And we've got plenty of soap powder. Four packets of it, enough to wash your neck clean. <laughs> oh, jolly good, eh, Grandad? <laughs> oh, when Susan cracks her jokes, she reminds me of Billy Bunter, <laughs> especially from the back. What was that? I said, why don't you go in the back? Of... Back garden with granddad. The fresh air would do you both good.
4: Not me, Jim. I'll be popping up for my fresh air later on.
3: Oh, yes, I forgot. Still, it's a funny place to get fresh air the smoke room at the Rose and Crown.
4: (laughs) Now, look, I'm only going down there because of a few empties to take
5: back.
3: Take them in our Susan's handbag. What do you keep talking about my handbag for? Oh, it's a word I've got on the brain. And I keep saying it. When our history master asked me what Hannibal took with him over the house, I said, a handbag.
5: You
4: told him that?
3: Uh, yes. I said, Hannibal carried a handbag and the elephants carried the trunks.
4: <laughs> I wonder who that is.
3: Probably Alfie. He said he'd call round. I'll let him in. No, Susan, I'll let him in. I just want a quick word with him, in private. Well, take him in the front room. Tell him I won't be lost. Right, Susan. Hello, Jimmy. It's me,
6: Alfie.
3: In that crash helmet, I thought it was Mickey the Martian. Come in. <laughs> Sad Jimmy. Oh, I've had a job
6: getting here. You see, my motorbike conked out and I tried to fix it with a spanner, but i forgot it was raining. And while I was bent down cleaning my carburettor, a bus come past and splashed mud all over me from front wheel to tool bag. It is Friday, isn't it?
3: Yes. Today day we have fish. Come in the front room, Cod's Head. <laughs> yeah, only I told Susan i
6: call around Friday night to arrange about going to the circus. Don't mention the circus to me.
3: I'm fed up. Why? What's your trouble? Girls. Gaff, soppy, blinking girls. If I had a magic wand, I'd turn them all into mice and buy a cat.
6: (laughs) Look, I'll bet if you did turn your Susan into a mouse, you'd still like me.
3: Of course you would. Mice are very fond of a bit of Gorgonzola.
6: (laughs) Now, that'll do. Look, if Susan were a mouse, we'd still get on fine, because she knows I like a little pet. (laughs) Anyway, what's up?
3: Well, I gave Shirley Peters the brush off. Then I played to it for school, and they gave Shirley a note for me mum, and Shirley gave it to Aunt Susan, and I can't get it off her, and mum will be back at eight o'clock, and I need help. So you'll do it, won't you? Y- yes. Good. Do what? Get some dust in your eye.
6: Yeah, oh, that's dead easy, because i like it. What for?
3: So you can ask Susan for the mirror out of her handbag, and whip the note. Oh,
6: I see. Yeah, but what note? <laughs>
3: Look, no, just get the handbag off her. I'll do the brain work. Uh, Jimmy. What? We're, we're going to get some dust. Just tilt your head to one side and shake it. <laughs> look, you don't need any dust. You just pretend you've got some in your eye. Are you in here, Alfie? Oh, look out, she's here. Uh, hello, Susan.
6: <laughs> you look a bit tired. Can I borrow the bags from under your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, uh... I've, I've, I've got some dust in my eye. Oh, dear. Let me see. Tilt your head back. But as soon I'm all right. <laughs> now then, Alfie, keep still. I'll just go and get a handkerchief. Ask her for the mirror, your clock. Oh, all right. Here we are. Now then. You can I have the mirror, your clock. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh keep still. I'm going to probe under your eyelid. Oh, which one is it?
3: It's the one in your handbag.
6: <laughs> what are you talking about?
3: Not leave him alone. He can get it out himself. All he needs is your handbag and the sugar tongs. Um. And... Look, you're after my handbag for something, but you're not having it. Oh, well, keep your rotten old handbag. It suits you, especially your face. It's crocodile skin. That doesn't. I'll smack you for that. Get off! Hold oh, me here. I'll say, do something, clout it with the piano or something. You cheeky young monkey. Here,
4: here, no, stop it, stop it, you two. Susan, what are you doing?
3: I'm teaching my delinquent brother some manners. It's time he learned to behave like a gentleman. Oh, listen to the Duchess of Dishwater. <laughs> she thinks she's everybody just because she drinks a tea with her little finger stuck in the air. Now, that'll do,
4: Jimmy. Now, your mother's just been on the phone. You've got to go to Theodore Crathorps and ask him to come round here.
3: Oh, Granddad, I can't go now. I've got something important to do.
4: Jimmy, do as you're told. Tell Theodore he's to bring the books round for the Women's Guild Social Committee. Now off you go.
3: Oh, all right, I'll go. But if me mum gets back before me, tell her there's a very simple answer to the whole thing. If I could only think of it. <laughs> envelope from me before I gave it to you.
7: But why? It's only a free ticket for the football match tomorrow. Jimmy said they were expecting some sort of reward for winning the junior shield. Well, why
4: didn't they just give it to him at the school this afternoon?
7: Perhaps he wasn't at school this afternoon. Oh, of course he was. He must have been. Otherwise, they'd have missed him in class.
4: Wait a minute, Pat. All they were doing this afternoon was the rehearsal for speech day. He could have slipped away without being noticed. But where would he have gone?
5: To the circus, perhaps?
7: Oh, the circus? Susan, I think you've got something there. He didn't want to go with Shirley tomorrow, so I bet he sneaked off from school this afternoon.
5: The
4: young scamp! If I find out he did go to the circus, I'll warn the tail of his for him. Well,
7: there's one simple way to make sure we'll set a trap for him. Oh, well, what do you mean, Mother? Well, look, he thinks this letter is about him playing truant. So, if we leave it on the mantelpiece, he'll think I haven't seen it. And when he gets back, we'll watch him from the kitchen. For once, that little eavesdropper is going to be eavesdropped on himself.
3: Come in, Mr. Craythorpe. And don't make a sound. But, James,
8: I still don't understand.
3: Quiet! We mustn't make a noise, so take your shoes and socks off.
8: (laughs) James, don't be so ridiculous.
3: For the last time. I want to listen. Not a sound. They must be out. Look, I've got to do some quick thinking about that letter. Hey! What? There it is, on the mantelpiece. Mum can't have read it yet, so all I've got to do is to get... Hello, Jim. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Grandad. Did you have to sneak in like that? It's all right, Mr. Craythorpe. You can come out from behind the sofa.
8: <laughs> Sorry if I
4: startled you, Jim. Uh, Theodore... What are you play in that creeping in like that?
8: Uh, well, Mr. Sinclair, I, I was uh, going to... Uh,
3: he didn't want to waken anybody, did you? Uh, yes, uh, that's right.
4: But it's only just turned eight o'clock, Theodore. We don't go to bed that early. Uh,
3: quite, I mean... The dog.
8: Uh, it, it was the dog I didn't want to waken. We haven't got a dog. <laughs> haven't you? <laughs>
3: Uh, of
8: course uh, But you used to have
3: one uh, That's right It left home The day after Grandad Had his bagpipes mended <laughs>
4: Jimmy Now stop telling your fibs Well now You're both here We can have a nice Cozy little chat Can't we Jimmy?
3: Uh, oh well uh, Yes I mean uh, Hey Grandad Isn't that somebody Shouting for you Outside the house?
4: I, I never heard anything
3: Well I'm sure I did and I'm sure Mr. Craythorpe did, didn't you? Didn't you? Uh, uh, well, uh, yes, uh, I guess
8: I thought I heard something.
3: Yeah, that's right. It could be your pal, Mr. Barnes, asking if you want to go fishing. Well, I wonder how he
4: expects the fish to bite in the pitch dark.
3: He's probably got some glowworms. <laughs> Grandad, why don't you make Mr. Craythorpe a cup of tea in the kitchen? All right,
4: I'll do that. I just fancy one myself.
3: Good. But don't forget, Mr. Craythorpe doesn't like it strong. So before you put the tea leaves in, I should count them.
4: Uh, well, I'll, I'll leave you to it then. Uh, I won't be long, Jim.
3: That's all right, Grandad. Take your time.
7: Well, Father?
4: You're right, Pat. You're definitely up to something. I think your little trap's going to work.
3: Shh, Grandad, Listen. Quick, Mr. Creighton, hand it down to me. What, James? That letter on top of the clock. It's too high for me to reach. Oh, look, look
8: at that. He's
3: getting Theodore to help him.
8: Oh, I see it's addressed to your mother.
3: Oh, give it here. James. it's rude to snatch. There it goes, straight on the fire. James, <laughs> you've burned it. What's the idea? Now I've got rid of it, man can't touch me. As James Cagney said in that gangster film on the telly the other night... Listen, you guys. You can't convict a guy without evidence. Cause if you do, it's a bum rap, see? <laughs> Come on, let's see how Granddad's getting on.
7: Hello, Jimmy.
3: What? Oh, hey, it's Mum. I, I thought you were out. I um, I came in the back way.
7: Well, Jimmy, aren't
3: you pleased? Oh yes, I'm very pleased. Mm. Very pleased indeed. But I'd be a lot more pleased if I knew what I was pleased about.
7: <laughs> Your free ticket for the football match tomorrow.
3: Oh, that! Mm. I was...
7: What free ticket? <laughs> Look, just pop into the living room for me, and you'll find a letter on the mantelpiece. A letter? Yes, addressed to me. Just bring it to me, will not you?
3: You want the letter?
7: Yes, hurry up.
3: But, ma'am, how do you know there is a
7: letter there? Because I'd put it there myself after I'd opened it.
3: You mean... You saw what was inside it? Yes, I did. Well, I I can explain everything. It was Ozzy's fault, he planned it, and Charlie Thompson gave us a leg up over the school wall. I'm innocent. What are you talking about? (laughs) The message from the school saying I'd played
7: truant. There was no message. The only thing in that envelope was your free ticket to the football match.
3: Oh, that's different. Well, ignore what I said just now. I I was feverish. I'll just go and get the letter. (laughs) You'll find it in the fire, Jimmy. That's right, Mum. I'll find it in the, the letter. I, I burnt it. Yeah. I, I burned the letter with the ticket in. Mr. Craythorpe, you gave it to me. You let me burn the letter. And you, Mum and Grandad, you were spying on me. And I burned the letter with the ticket in the letter. I burned the letter with
4: the ticket. Well, right. I think he's burned the letter.
7: I took the ticket out of the letter. Here it is.
3: Oh, it's all very well telling me now that when I've burnt it, but I... 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 I haven't burnt it, have ever. I? <laughs> Everything's all right.
7: Yes, well, perhaps this will stop you poking your nose into other people's private mail.
4: Aye, you'd have far too much prying for a boy of your age.
3: Me? Prying? Well, listen, who's talking? The two snoopers from behind the kitchen door. <laughs> Keeping Pete and Keone Kate. <laughs>
1: You are listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM and an episode of The Clitheroe Kid entitled The Girl Who Got The Message. Now, here as promised, Series 3, Episode 1 of Goodnight Sweetheart. It ain't
0: necessarily so.
1: You have been listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM And that was an episode of Goodnight Sweetheart entitled It Ain't Necessarily So That's all for this week folks, so until I speak to you again next week This is Graham Stevens saying, keep smiling
0: we got some off-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie OPs. All games, gold chains, worst names, and head of push, and Trevor Francis tracksuits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Bush, Bush, push, Bush, push, push, bush, 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 bush. No income tax, no VAT. No money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we'll cut prices at a stroke. Street, we Bookie Street. Long live Bookie Street. Same and defeat Bookie Street.